0: Welcome to the WP Tonic this week in WordPress and Tech podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress tech experts. Here's your hosts, Jonathan Denwood and Andrew Palmer. Welcome back, folks, to the
1: WP Tonic this week in WordPress and Tech. We've got a small panel. Some others might be joining us, but we've got some a powerful panel panel though. They're travelled or lacking sleep, but they still join us. They're much appreciated. We've got some fabulous stories to discuss. I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves, and then we're straight in. I've got my co-host, Andrew Palmer. Andrew, would you
0: like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Andrew Palmer, a current resident of the United States, because I just can't get out of here because flights (laughs) keep on getting cancelled. So I'm in Chicago, and I'm Bertha.ai. Yes, that um, one day they might release you.
1: I've got my friend, Heather. Heather, uh, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the tribe?
2: Hi, I'm Heather Wilder. I am the Digital Solutions Lead at The Difference Consulting.
1: Thanks, Heather. I've got my close friend, um, John. John, would you like to introduce yourself? John from Lockdown SEO. <laughs> And I've got my friend, Spencer. Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself? Sorry for being late. Spencer Foreman from WP Launchify. No problem at all. Um, Before we go into our great stories, and I think we have got some really interesting stories here, um, we're going to go for our break and listen to one of my major sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top-quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat-rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you are just pray at one fixed rate with Castos plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing also for the WP Tonic tribe Castos is just offering an amazing deal if you go to the WP Tonic website backlink newsletter you can get your first six months at half price that's right half price that's only an exclusive offer to you the tribe also you'll be able to sign up for the WP Tonic weekend weekly newsletter, which keeps you informed about all the stories and what's happening in the WP Tonic tribe. Please show your support for the show and support Castos. It's a fantastic platform. We're coming back. So we're going straight into it. And we've got a story here that caused a bit of a stir in the WordPress Twitter fear. Um, ACF solicitates lifetime license holders for contributing, urging them to purchase annual subscriptions. This is a tavern story. It was also Paul from WP Top um, produced the video. So, Spencer, what what is your um, views around this particular story, Spencer?
3: I think it's a great idea. You get married, you promise to have, you know, family and kids. And then uh, after you get married, you say, I'm becoming a swinger and, uh, you know, choose to pay me to go out and have fun. I mean, essentially, this is just an example of what were you thinking? Kind of similar to that one plugin that, you know, was the free plugin that did the avatars and then they changed it overnight into the like it does something else and we want you to pay money for it. I wonder what goes through people's minds, but I want to bring up some other point. This week there was, I'm sure it's the same people involved. There was another issue where Access Ally, Nathalie Luther, Luther, Luther's, Lucer's product, sorry, i box about to try the same, but Nathalie's product. Yeah. Showed up on um, the site where you can buy websites as being for sale. Um, I don't Wait. know if we want to promote the name of it, but the point is it, it shows up for sale and I was thinking, like, that's odd. And Jack text, uh, slacked me. He's like, is this really for sale? You should buy it. It was like 50 grand to buy accessally.com. And I went over to the site, and it's this—it's one of the same guys. I'm almost sure of it runs that site as runs this business. So I'm thinking that either there's a problem of management, maybe... They're just not self-aware, or maybe they're drinking a lot, or something. Because there's no other explanation here that makes sense.
1: I'm I'm, 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 I'm slow this morning. I'm a little. I'm not totally following what you were saying. That. What's last the name?
3: Week. Uh Help me out, one of you guys. What's the name of the site that
1: does
0: this? Fli- it's Flip Flip WP. It was announced on Flip WP as well. But um, the, the thing the Flipper, thing is Flipper.
1: It, flipper it, yeah what a yeah. terrible,
3: name. What a oh, terrible no, name there
0: was it was also it was announced in in Flip wp's email as well
3: okay so in flipper they I, i'm 100 percent sure almost that the guy one of the guys who runs flipper is one of the principals of who bought acf right oh i didn't know that delicious yeah. brains right which one Delicious Brains boys. Yeah, Delicious Brains, right. So yeah. but I'm not sure which of the names shows up here because I got to say, I got to look to see who's the person. But I saw the face and then I saw this controversy and I thought to myself, there's a crisis of management going on because... Well,
1: it's, uh, it does seem that way, doesn't it?
3: it let, let me just make the one last point and then I'll just get out of this conversation is that here's why this is a bad idea. You have to maintain the consistency of your promise Forever because people don't forget. This isn't politics. This isn't like certain Republicans in the United States who say one thing and forget there's a video camera or even Democrats. The point is that they don't forget and the people in the WordPress community will punish you like outright for this, as you can see. And it didn't matter whether it was Paul Charlton or somebody else who broke the story. This would have come out and it's just really weird and bad because they had otherwise a product that has a lot of goodwill. But now ACF is going to be associated with this controversy and delicious brains, I think is going to suffer a little bit for it as well. Maybe they'll recuperate. it. Well,
1: bit. I think it's very sad. The whole thing is sad. Um, I'm not going to vent like I vent around GoDaddy because this is a small coding, coding shop and a small business. And I used to listen to Brad when he was doing his podcast with Pippin Williams and, and I used Ian,
3: to Ian, Ian Paulson. That's the guy who's yeah. in charge of flipping.
1: And I used to religiously listen to their podcasts because it was very, it was great to listen to the, um, their discussions. But he's, you know, it's really sad, and he, and his credibility in my eyes has been so, so, sincere, severely damaged by this whole affair. And I, I really don't understand what was going on in their minds so Andrew what, well what do you, you know
0: think? As, a, as a person that does lifetime deals and supports lifetime deals i can see their point you know because they've got they've taken over a business loads of you know which was a yeah. one-man business and he was surviving very nicely on it sold it to delicious brains you know really really excellent company you know james polson is uh I have, I have lots of conversation with him on Twitter and, and stuff like that. And uh, I can see their point. But if you do, you know, I recently took over a few plugins and they a lot of them were on Lifetime. I've honored them because that's just the way it is. You have to say, there's the inventory that's made up of Lifetimes and it's made up of subscriptions. Is it worth buying that company? Mm. Because I'm, I know that I'm gonna to have to redevelop this, I'm gonna to have to maintain it, and I'm gonna support it. So they should have made that decision right at the very beginning. There was a bit of it, it it's not controversial in and of itself to ask people to contribute more to a lifetime license. Okay. It's controversial because they said they weren't they weren't quick enough to say they were gonna honor those lifetime licenses. So there's controversy beforehand as well. Yeah. So when they bought it, they said they took I, think I think it's yeah, called transparency. I think it's They just transparency. Exactly. So did they think about it enough? Did they do due diligence? Have they literally got thirty thousand lifetime members and five thousand or five hundred paying members? So will the plugin be able to support itself? Will it be able to be self liquidating? So on the on on that subject, they kind of went about it the wrong way. And what Spencer is saying, I think, is that the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing and and so they need to be able to get together and sort out what the communications are going to be and what the future plans are going to be not just for ACF but for the whole of delicious brains because once you acquire one business or one plugin you're going to be in the market to acquire more because other plugin developers will come to you and say, "You know, buy me." And now this is going to damage that process of growth because the plugin developers are going to say, "It's a bit of a shit show, guys." With ACF, how are you going to protect me from my users when I when I exit? Because people are worried about getting lambasted in the press. But the the, the, the whole approach of asking people to recontribute in the way that they did it was not done was not executed particularly well.
1: Well, I think it was bizarre, but there we go. Heather, you know, I don't know if you had time to have a quick look at uh, this email that he sent out. And that uh, It was just, I just found the whole thing extremely bizarre. But.
2: Well, I mean, I understand. Like, basically, I think it has to do with people don't plan ahead. Like, people are not really thinking strategically in business anymore, and um, especially if you're... I mean, especially if you're a novice business owner. So where this comes from is, like, you offer a lifetime deal. You're not clear on what you're offering. And, like, by saying we're going to give you free updates forever, um, it's, like, that's not what you should offer when you're offering a lifetime deal. Like, you should say, like, we're going to give you, like, up to a certain version or whatever. So now they've gotten themselves kind of... Like in a corner they're like, they're realizing that they've sold too many of them that it's costing them too much money and it, they can't afford it and rather than like doing a mea culpa like some people have done and say like we're sorry, we really can't afford this. we're gonna buy you out. Um, we're gonna refund you or whatever they're just like, oh by the way like so I mean I think that there's other ways they could have handled this, but it's just showing that they're novices.
1: Yeah, it really. Sh- yeah, I think you summed it up really well, Heather. It really does show a level which is rather. But my experience of listening to the podcast when they were discussing business things, when him when he was discussing business with Pippin and Williams, and which I considered as a coder and as a business owner, a pretty sharp individual.
2: A lot of people can read a business book and and sound smart. Like, you can just spout things off.
1: Well, I never managed like, to do it, have heard that? I've never managed to do
2: no, it either. No, 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 but I mean, like, a lot of people, I mean, there's so many people that are, like, spewing, like, marketing and business yeah. tips but have no actual understanding of what they're saying.
0: Well, if you, can't, they can, if you can't do it, teach.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, you don't hear me giving... Oh, I mean, I give advice to people, but I'm not out there spending time all the time doing this stuff because I'm working. I'm building businesses. <laughs> so. I, I, have to,
3: I have to add a retraction clarification. I was confused about the Flippa. So Ian is at FlipWP, not at Flippa. Yeah. yeah, I was I saw that other listing on Flippa. So yeah, but he,
0: he, he emailed a listing. That's why you got confused, because he emailed it to say that it's up for sale on Flipper. Yeah, but I'm, conf- I'm yeah. confused what's up for sale, though. It, it well,
3: was a mistake, a- somebody
0: Alley. had put it... A- Sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. Access, was Access Alley it was advertised as being up for sale on Flipper. Sorry, Spence, but... It, is it? And, yeah, it was, and Flip WP, which <laughs> Ian Poulsen is part of, emailed that out, and it was on Flipper... Um, and it was, it was. A, oh, a it so. It
1: is officially her uh, business. is officially up for sale. It, no, yeah. no, that's well, the officially point. A scam. It,
0: really it was just a scam, basically. Oh somebody, somebody, right. Uh, uh, well, thank you was, for clarifying was,
1: that. She, she will be, but uh, and also, I think it'd be.
3: I think she'd be asking a little bit more than uh, fifty thousand dollars for it. For we've sure. just discovered uh, a way that you can get back at your competitors to annoy them. Is that apparently? <laughs> You go ahead and you list somebody's company and their domain for sale on Flippa. And Flippa doesn't apparently credit check things very well either because it happened not once. Well, but they twice. got enormous
1: credibility, haven't they? John, yeah.
4: John, what, what's your thoughts right. about this? Okay. I am a uh, subscriber to uh, Delicious Brains Migrate Database Pro. I, I am a lifetime. Uh, license holder of ACF, but I've bought plenty of one-off ones when I was doing site builds all the time. <sighs> this thing that that is uh, this announcement, what two things that I've noticed? A bunch of people, mostly plugin authors, but other people in the WordPress community, uh, seem to have a lot of disdain for the customer base because I've seen a lot of people, like two handfuls of people, saying oh, well, you know, if these were my customers, I'd tell them take a hike or, you know, the WordPress community is cheap. It's like, okay, not... You're in it, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, here's the thing. It's not about the money. It's about keeping your word. Bottom line, that's what it's about. Well, it's
1: your credibility. It takes years to build yeah. business credibility and it takes about a few
4: minutes to totally lose it, doesn't it? And they knew, about, they knew about these lifetime deals when they made the acquisition. And I have a feeling that um, they thought that there was going to be more new signups and perhaps those signups are slowing down or whatever. They're not making as much revenue as they anticipated. But if they ever do go away from honoring those lifetime licenses, the WordPress community will remember. Because again, it's not necessarily about the money. Um, Migrate Database Pro and ACF are two of the plugins that have the most goodwill in this community up and up until now. A lot of people were super happy to support Elliot Condon, and he just got, I, I think he just, you know, it's time for him to exit. But, you know, it's just about keeping your word more than it is the money, and I hope people do realize that. And, and you know, other plugin authors, be careful about dissing, like, the other customers in this community. Because uh, it's a bad look.
3: Yeah. I want to have, have one little. Sorry, here's the reason that I find this tragic. Okay, it'll be fine. No. They'll work it out. Yeah, yeah. All they had to do was spin off a new product. That's it. <laughs> they only had to just take ACF and make ACF 2022. It's the new version. It's like, that's classic Silicon Valley. Hello, Heather would speak up on this. But that's like when you take an amazing product like Skitch and you fuck it up and make it a new name and sell it under a new brand. It
2: still works, too. You're laughing
3: all the way to the bank. You don't care about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> the point is, that's how it's done. You take the old product, you rebrand it, you send it out, people buy it, they stay with classic or they go to the new product. And then everybody wins because you don't take away from people what they paid a lifetime for. But there's also an inherent danger. That's the conversation we had many months ago about, remember, lifetime at all. And the only reason I converted or switched into the idea after Andrew and Vito got on me about it was if you understand the risks and you're willing to make the marriage... Make the merits. Don't then come back later and pretend like you didn't make that commitment.
0: And I think you have to limit the lifetime. You know, a lot of a lot of these AppSumo deals, the, the companies are literally breaking under the weight because AppSumo takes so much so much commission to pay for the advertising. You know, we we, we can argue about that all the day. You know, they've got to earn a living as well, and, and they've got you know 1.3 million customers that they can punt their stuff out to, but. We've done a lifetime, and it's limited It is genuinely limited. We've sold a few over. Is it? Because I bought one. I didn't see it was limited. It's yes, it says uh, only thirty available. We sold quite, quite a little few more than thirty, but you know, it, yeah. it's just well, the way. It it you got I'm very grateful got that you bought one. So you there we go.
1: i like,
0: you bought it? You, you know, it, you it, you it. You know it, it, the owner.
1: So we'll because we're having a little chat. Otherwise, so there we go. Um, On to the next story. Um, How Jack Dorsey failed Twitter. Right, Heather, I thought, you know, I thought there were some good points in this. I also thought it was a little bit unfair to Jack, but I think some of the things that are pointed out in this article had some merit as well. Um, Obviously, Jack has, you know, declared he's resigning from Twitter and going back. To square, what was your thoughts about this article, Heather?
2: So, I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, in the article, they're 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 ragging on on Jack for all of the things that he's tried to monetize Twitter and and add things and change Twitter, but mostly about how he's kind of just kind of checked out um, or it seems that he has. Uh, and honestly, like, if I were Jack and if I had changed, like change the conversation of the world and the way that people communicate worldwide, then um, I, I'd be checked out too. And so the main thing that he should have done is left Twitter a long time ago. You know, I mean, like, I'm actually really excited about the things that he's created. And I mean, it's not his fault, really, that Twitter hasn't monetized the way that, um, like, Facebook has, because he's actually kind of kept it. I do think trip. that was a
1: gr- I didn't think that was a great example because it was it really, because you know, it's like one extreme to the other. But what about I think you can play some criticism of the inter the kind of things that they've been trying haven't seemed to be that it it doesn't as a platform seem to have been moved forward to any degree. But
2: do it you- doesn't need to. I mean that's the no, thing. That's like, true. Tw- that's true. Twitter is like Twitter works the way it needs to and like um I mean it, it's always meant to be like allowing you to see the instant voice of people around the world and uh like allowing you to enter the conversation and so like the main things that that he's added um yet yeah, the the main things that he's added throughout the years are uh uh, are are things that allow you to see, uh, like, the trending topics, which, like, so, I mean, if anything, like, the the algorithms that uh, have been harmful are, like, the fact that people actually are having conversations around things. Um, but it's it hasn't ever been as easy to game the Twitter algorithm as, as it has been, like, the Facebook algorithm. So, I mean, I think that, like, he's created something really cool that has been useful for many years. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so because he's only been, like, half-heartedly trying to to monetize it, that's why people drag him.
1: Right, John, what did you think? Because I thought some of the criticism in the article had some merit, but some of the other criticism I thought was a bit mean myself and not that balanced. What was your feelings about the article, John? (laughs)
4: Well, OK, like Twitter has never been and never will be as big as Facebook or even YouTube um, or anything like that. And that is seen as a failing in Silicon Valley, which is a shame because, as Heather pointed out, it is a revolutionary platform. It honestly, I I think that it's a great platform um, in the aspect that you're able to um Get news um, up to the minute, and I, I we've seen many, many instances of that. It's an amazing tool for that. The I think one of the problems with Twitter and the great feeling of it, and as well as Facebook, um, is they have not been able to weed out the bots and the sock puppet accounts. And they have not been, or not been willing. Well, I don't, I'm willing to do it. I think. Yeah, it would be a more and they thing. haven't been willing to weed out the uh, you know neo Nazis as mm. they are required to do in France, in Germany, which they weed them out there, but they don't in the UK or in the United States. Oh, I think. Oh, I think yeah. a lot of that is down to Jack's um, quasi libertarian attitude. Yeah, isn't it? it's it's no good. Uh, well, I, I can tell you what it is. Um, they were not profitable up until 2016, and you can put two and two together with that. Uh, the other part of it is is if they eliminate all the sock puppet accounts and all the people in the, you know, Russian uh, boats <laughs> sp- spam farm that are there to incite, you know, controversy. If they eliminate all those, then their monthly average users is going to go down, and they're going to look. Uh, less uh, attractive to investors, and that is one of the major reasons why they haven't dealt with this. Um, you know, controversy and stuff it creates engagement. Yeah, but, um, so, also,
1: but I yeah. think you know the, the piece in the the element of the piece that I agree <clears throat> with is uh, I think they should introduce membership because it would make it look. But I don't know. So, Spencer, I think there's some enmity between the author of this piece and Jack. (laughs) I don't think they're the best of friends, are they? So you could sense some real enmity in the article. Um, And Jack's a bit of a, you know, he's a bit of, you know, eccentric would be the polite way to say it. But He's been a pretty, you know, he's got to he establish two major companies, which isn't to say he's not an easy thing. It would be an understatement. So I was mixed about this article, Spencer, because I thought there were some good points, but there was a bit of empathy and unfairness in it as well. What was
3: your feelings? I mean, the difficulty being a public figure is there's always going to be haters. And no matter how well you do, that's just the game, right? Like, poor michael jackson got accused of all kinds of things that you know maybe that wasn't true so jack has his issues but in terms of heather's point i would tend to agree if you are an early if you're an entrepreneur established something that gets traction, and then you got a board of directors and investors there comes a point at which it's detrimental to stick around right i mean even bill gates eventually gave it up to yeah. paul allen and you know now there's Down the road, Ballmer gave it up to the other fella, and Microsoft is doing much better financially. In this case, there was one part of the article that was actually practical criticism. I don't understand in an ad free place like Twitter why they simply don't say, if you have this many followers, you pay this much money. If you have this many followers, because it's absolutely true. The Kardashians and the Trumps and all the other people that have tens or hundreds of thousands or millions, they would absolutely pay. Money out the wazoo because it's cheaper than any other kind of that's advertisement right. of any kind. So yeah. that's it.
1: Yeah, that was the part I agreed with. What did what your feeling, Andrew? Because I, I, it was a very mixed. I had a very mixed feeling about the
0: article. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it really. And he, I think he was talking it from about it from an investor's perspective as well. Because um, he talked, you know, the the, the the penultimate paragraph or even the last paragraph is about investment and how much he made on the t- Twitter shares. So I think he's talking about that perspective. If you talk about it from what's what's starting to annoy me, and I've had a you know, as you know, I've been now 17 days in the US and I've spent a lot of time with a lot of people that are entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and stuff. <clears throat> and what, what what we've come to the conclusion is is or certainly what I've come to the conclusion is, is is that we are now not celebrating people's successes, right? We have to we have to acknowledge that Twitter is a is a phenomenal success, right? So, celebrate the guy for his successes. Yeah, criticise him for splitting his time between businesses. But I've got half a dozen businesses that I that I dip in and out of, and so does Heather. she's gone now. Oh, so she's gone. I had you. to go off to another meeting. But you know, Spencer and I had lunch the other day, which was great near Chicago, and we we you know we had a great conversation about the fact that the internet and some, some of the WordPress community and, you know, even talking about ACF and those problems there, what we have to do is we have to celebrate these people that actually have businesses in the WordPress community yeah. and in the social media community because it's really tough running a business. I don't it think is. anybody says it's really tough. And um, rather than say, Jack Dorsey's an idiot and we're glad he's gone, just say, thanks, Jack Dorsey, for what you started... And let's hope that we can uh, with Agar we that we can improve it. Because they've, you know, they've employed a tech guy. Jack's not a tech guy. So, and and also what he's done with um, Square. With Square, which he's now renamed to Box.xyz, a- then you know, that's a multi, multi-million dollar company as well. So he, he, these people are employing thousands of people. Mm. Let's celebrate that first and then say, you know, thanks for all the fish. It's time for you to move on to something else. Yeah, I think you made some good points. Just to finish off, there's some aspect of Jack's personality
1: that I don't find enormously attractive. But there's other parts. But it's like with most people, there's I'm sure Andrew, there's parts of my personality you don't find that attractive but there's other parts Um, and there's other parts so but you know but there was a general meanness
0: in the article wasn't there but he was talking from a perspective of an investor and how 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 he feels about the potential for him to lose money on his investment or to make money on the investment he feels now that it's going to be a three-digit investment so you know the the last paragraph is that is the key to what where he is coming from he thinks you know it's not going to be a 45 dollar a share it's going to be a triple amount it'd be 150 dollars a share and that's where that's where he's talking from i think
1: yeah all right we're going to go for our break we've got some other good stories we'll be back in a few moments folks hi there folks are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients and you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding well if the answer is yes and it should be i've got the perfect answer for you and that's launch flows launch flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients it also works natively. Lee with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Plus, if you go to the WP Tonic website, backlink newsletter, you'll get an amazing deal of the Launch Flows lifetime deal. I think you almost get a third off, which is just amazing. And it's just an exclusive offer to you, the tribe. Please show your support for Launch Flows, who's a sponsor of the WP Tonic podcast and for the show itself it's much appreciated
0: I'm Bertha an AI based writing assistant to help you write better content on your WordPress website in just a few clicks you can ask me to help you write outstanding content for your website that's guaranteed to convert from blog posts to landing pages to product pages never be left with that blank page again You can try me for free on bertha.ai. See you
3: soon.
1: We're coming back. Um, I just want to point out that if you want some recommendations from the tribe about plugins, WordPress services, products that I believe in, just go to Tonic slash recommendations and there's a whole list there of products and services that I have bought, used, I think are the best in the WordPress ecosystem, so um, have a look and buy some of them. On to story um, three, um, which I kind of bumped up because I reread it, and I thought it was a quite a brave article. It's from the tavern. It's from the editor. I think he. He doesn't, he seems to have gone off message. Uh, I'm not sure if this particular article will go down that well with the actual owners of the tavern. Um, I don't know. What
3: do you reckon, Spencer? I thought, I was quite, are we, are we on the Ask the Bartender article? Yes. 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 Well, here's the thing uh, first, first of all, is that my fan or I'm hearing like a noise in the background? Yeah, no, no
0: it's mine. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a basement in the term again, the hq
3: oh, okay so i'm gonna uh, re- pop re- your uh, mute on or something there for a second Okay, because uh, i'm if definitely it out. a doornail and i can hear it um the thing about this particular article is somebody asked him the question straight up and i mean justin's answering the question but he sort of deflected it to the thing and you know a, a couple months ago i did a thing for the wp minute about why don't we have a canvas theme so i was hoping Wait, that, but the problem was spencer it wasn't a minute I know. That's a WP 10 minutes. Um, I, You know, I can never speak for less than a minute. I mean, that's just, you know me to love me. Yeah, but But, you did up 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Matt told me that was one of his very uh, uh, well-responded-to points. So if I didn't put you to sleep, the point I'm making is I was hoping when I read this that Justin, who I have a high admiration for for a lot of reasons, would go towards, look. How great Gutenberg is going to be because blankety blank and the default theme, but instead he sort of went on the path, which it seems like he's either either not answering the question or deflecting, which is to say, look at this 2022 theme. It's got six different colors of uh, you know backgrounds, and I felt like I was in some sort of like conversation with the person that wasn't hearing me or something because the whole point here. So we're this close. I'm holding my fingers together for those on the, you know, audio only. We're this close to this coming together. When I've been having my workshops and my private client conversations, I have die-hard visual composer people doing backflips when I show them how simple things can be in a Gutenberg page. Sure it needs a couple little doodads here and there, but they go, "Wow." If you start promoting and talking about the 2022 theme and all this, people just immediately glaze over and think you're like 10 years behind. And I think that's the problem, is that WP Tavern is one of the respected sources of information. And Automatic is not promoting this themselves. Who the F is going to promote the fact that we're sitting on a wealth of potential here? Nobody's talking about it. Yeah,
1: I'll give you that. I think you are right about that. But I also think you were a little
3: bit unfair about the article. But I'll see what the other panel... Because the people were saying about, I, I'm used to using page builders, but their performance hits and all the rest of the stuff is a drag. And it kind of is. Like, for example, Andrew's the Divi expert here, but like Divi is already well known for being a bit of a drag, even though it's improved. And Elementor has become bloated. For example... Recently, it occurred to me on most of my demo sites that I need 512 megabytes of PHP minimum in order for Elementor to even load. Now, that's a drag because not that many people have a 512 setup in their PHP. Most of them are at like 128 at best on a good day, maybe 256. So to compare that with like natively going into Gutenberg and hoo-ha is seemingly like something that should be primary conversation at this point. True so John, I thought I thought it was a really interesting
1: I was quite impressed that he actually published this because it wasn't totally on message was it? I got the feeling
4: well, not totally, but they they have to address these concerns because um the person asking the question these are not the only people in the community that are facing uh these these questions now mm. there are definitely um sites being built in all different types of ways, whether it's with a page builder or native Gutenberg or um, people using other page builders or, or whatever they're doing. But it, the strength of WordPress, the whole reason why WordPress has gotten to be as big as it, it has is there was a the flexibility to uh, using it and Gutenberg is is promising that that we can have that flexibility and as Spencer said it's really close um but I think a lot of people are still more comfortable with a page builder like Elementor or, or whatever um and I think that's the issue there's there's people still more comfortable with that than they are with Gutenberg at this moment um so I I think it's up to um the the project to to get us to the finish line uh, when it comes to that to to show people that it, it can be as easy as possible and I do think like a blank theme uh, like a canvas theme would be useful too if if we're promising mm. full site editing so I yeah. think that would go a long way. So what do you reckon, Andrew?
0: I, I love the title because I've I've I actually wrote a blog post about 15 years ago about we were talking in a pub. About SEO and this barman piped up and went, "Oh, you got to use Yoast or where it was ten years ago, where however long you, why are you using all in one SEO? You know, That's crap." You, Always you're, you're, listen you're, to a barman, don't you? You know, you're you're a, you're, a, you're an SEO expert. Well oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I used to be. And I said, way, well, now you're a barman." So, and there's nothing wrong with being a barman. <laughs> no, I've just, been a barman. It's not it's a like bond, a London you know, taxi you, driver. You're out a of bike. the business. We and we had a character on British TV. You know, it was it was the. Uh, lots of money kind of guy. No, it's a money. You don't no. want to do it like that, you know. And yeah, you're that well, and that. No, a money. And this is what this article is about. You don't want to do it like that. You know, there's other stuff. And what John said about, when you know, we're used to elementary and everything. People were used to horse and carts, John, you know. And then they all of a sudden they had cars. And they were so used to horse and carts and they were so afraid of cars that they had a red flag guy walking in front of the car, you know, to say, danger, danger. Progress, Gutenberg is the future. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say it. I've managed to persuade, you know, lots of people like Spencer that it's the future. It well, is, but it's, it's, it's,
1: a, it's just taking a very long time to get yeah, there. It will.
0: Yeah. Progress takes time. You know, we were talking about robots in in the in the 1800s, and we still haven't gotten. So it takes time for progress. So just bear with it. I think talking about you know what Spence says, talking about 2022 theme is just beyond me really, and and I would have I would have expected more from Justin because he's a talented writer, and I think this is a lazy article. I just oh dear, think, I thought I I, 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 warned, that, I read it a second time and no, I, I just think it's lazy, does not it? Like, yeah. you, know, you just start, needed to push something out and have a have a clickbait right. title, and it's just a lazy article, and he needs to up his game because Gutenberg's the
3: Good looks the future. Let's talk about it. What's worse is when it deflects, because see, yeah. whether it's lazy or it's just wrong, the fact is that somebody then who goes to the tavern, who's on the fence or doesn't know any better, it perpetuates or further uh, alters their opinion in a negative direction versus if they were to be shown by somebody they respect like Justin. Like, wait, check it out. Like, yeah. it's right here, right around the corner. Yeah. That's the problem that I'm personally involved in, which is, being an advocate for the platform of WordPress as it is and will be because everybody else is still like in their own little like personal vertical of well, expertise. This is, this expertise. is,
0: this is and, what James Marsden of Poodle Press is doing. He is 100% into Gutenberg and he's producing plugins. He's got a little um, block injector plugin that he's got. he's got. He's made WooCommerce really easy to operate with Gutenberg. He's got these little blocks. We've got Cadence. We've got You know, a a, a load of people getting into blocks and getting into into the Gutenberg theme, and full site editing will be here soon. You know, let's not forget the full site editing has only just come to Divi in the last two weeks, right? Two to three weeks. That I we put with Divi Layout Injector, we made full site editing three years ago, but to actually build it into the theme, it's
3: really hard. And it's, it's irrelevant it's to be, uh, let's be honest, it's irrelevant to whether you can use it today, because if you're using Cadence or Bloxy or any of the other ones, they've already got all the controls necessary to handle the header, footer, sidebar, sure. custom post types. It's just not in the native editor, but who cares because they've got exactly. inside inside of the blocks for free. Is but the it's loop, what people want. Spencer.
0: They don't want to pay for another pl- a plugin. They don't want to add another plugin. They don't want to add another block. They want no, it all in. They want the kitchen sink and the, the fifteen bedroom mansion in one that's, thing. That's, that's, and that's that, that, the that will then make yeah. WordPress itself bloated. Look what happened to Elementor. It was the fastest page builder out there. Now they've got all of these st- all of this stuff in it. That isn't necessarily. Well, you, can really, you can really, you can really turn, different turn different. it. You are right? correct about that. And Divi funny, did cause... the same. Divi, Divi is now the. You know, it's just it's. It is a pain to use, but it's still, in my view, you know, I can spin up a site in half an hour, forty-five minutes, to yeah. four hours, whatever. So, you know, but whatever. Page well, there's a we reason use, why
1: it's. You know, it's a reason yeah. why they, why it's, it's, it's popular. But, but I'm just, I'm I just forward put forward to in... Gutenberg. Tell you. I just put it to you and um, Spencer. There's also a reason why Gutenberg that hasn't taken off as much as it has. There is a reason, and I think this article points out a little bit. Right, let's go on to the numbers. Oh, story. what is it? What is the reason? Tell us the reason. I haven't, I haven't really worked it out, really myself.
3: <laughs> be quite truth. No, honestly, I. Oh, I, I thought haven't. you had a point because the point I thought you were going I, to say. I guarantee it. no points, Spencer. Here, the bottom line in my view of this is really simple. <clears throat> Andrew just touched on it. Just like in the original origins of the other page builders, you start out with the core things, but there's always like a missing feature. The third-party market fills it in. But then you've got the problem of, like, they all want to make enough money to be worth it, so they make 50 blocks when really they only needed one. Now you got 15 people making 50 blocks, and you have 500 blocks all competing. Even right now, if I have Cadence Blocks and Bloxy, and I've got, you know, this and that, there's four major makers of blocks. Now I've got 15 header blocks. When I want to do a header, i got 15 blocks. Why, why, why? Can't just Gutenberg core have the functionality that most people need so that we can reconcile with what we have today? Yeah, the things the that are obviously capable. like yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say steal their code, but like if the automaticians who are doing the core just looked at what, you know, Cadence Blocks does and just well, borrowed it in there.
1: But well, you know. the point is, it isn't stealing because it's all under open source, isn't it? But um, and the no, other fact, but, but yeah. the fact is, we're almost three years into this project, and we're still you're talking about
3: some fundamental things that should have been done a lot earlier, like electric cars. You know, we've been we've had really good electric cars for what a decade now, maybe more, and yet we're still the major car makers and the oil companies are just. We're talking five more years in the future. And it's like, why? Because everybody gets excited. There's that new Rivon truck, right? It's like super crazy, 75000 bucks, But it's like every fantasy toy in a truck you could ever want to the point where somebody like me would actually buy a truck. And I'm saying, why is it that every car manufacturer hasn't jumped in? Because everybody's got their particular things and their, their silos and their financial motives, and everybody's working at odds. And that's the conversation that I keep coming back to is, There's no thoughtful leadership at Automatic that represents the makers in a way that the makers would all benefit from being organized. Automatic is doing what they need and want to do to benefit Automatic. And that's apparently choking off the funding for like borrowing good ideas and putting it into core because that's just not on their agenda. Whereas the independent people keep creating amazing stuff. Mm. But then we've got a marketplace of 50,000 people competing with the same features and we're all in the middle going, what, what's wrong? Why can't we make this work?
1: Yeah, I see where you're coming from. On to story, story four. Um, on user tracking and industry standards on privacy. So, John, what did you think of this one, John?
4: Yeah, so this one is uh, from CSS Tricks. Uh, and, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people where... Um, they don't want to use Google Analytics because of tracking. And uh, as Chris Coyer breaks down in this article, you can't, at least in Google Analytics, you can't you know, figure out who an individual is. It's all aggregate demographic data. And in his case, he's selling ads based on traffic and impressions and things like that. So he has to have some sort of numbers that he can point at. Uh, to sell to his advertisers. Now, the article also looks at MailChimp analytics, uh, which you can figure out, uh, you know, who opened an individual email. And so I think he said in this article that he's now disabling that. Um, You know, look, here's how it goes down in the real world. Uh, People who aren't in the web dev space or not in the web design space, they want to know who's opening their emails. I've had clients ask me before, can we uh, figure out like who comes to our site and get their email? Like, is there a way to do that? Can we, and there's products that will do this, you know, as long as you're, um, you know, accessing from a work computer. Um, You know, I've had people ask all kinds of weird things, you know, like that. In the real world, like a lot of these clients, they want to capture as much information and then market to people as possible. It, it, there's a lot of, you know, real businesses that will, if they could get your email, your name, your phone number, your, you know, cat's name yeah. from, from you visiting the website, they would do that. So, I mean, it, yeah, I understand like, you know, this article, but there's a lot of people that are running businesses that, you know, that, this is not how they think.
1: Yeah, Spencer. what well, it's a bit like the Twitter story, Spencer. I had I had kind of two competing feelings around this article. What, what was your spin on it, Spencer? <sighs>
3: First of all, I love Chris Coyer and CSS Tricks was one of the first sites that I relied upon to become an expert at CSS. So I love that he's there, and if he's got to do what he's got to do. I saw when he grew the site, you know, from like an idea to whatever, and it's become the Bible of this topic. But here's the deal. I think that it's exhausting as an American dealing with American businesses when I have to deal with people in Great Britain or, uh, you know, the continent of Europe. Uh, because they all have to deal with GDPR, they have oh, cookie God. law. They have to deal with like these r- ridiculous uh, tax laws and other. I mean, it makes us look like we're living in paradise in in America. But the bottom line is that's what's causing this anxiety. The anxiety is not that the data isn't already out there being taken because everybody with a phone is getting massacred. Everybody with an Alexa or you know Siri. Is getting massacred. You're lying. You're lying. But the people were paying the price, and this is where I see. She heard me. The people who are paying the price are the simple, basic <laughs> website owners. They're being given this huge burden and threat of penalty. If God forbid, you know that Andrew Palmer visited the site, and Andrew's <laughs> into you know dog racing or something like that. The point of the story, and Andrew was... doesn't care. Right. The point is, they should.
1: It's not bizarre, out. isn't it? Because they've got a con-
3: phone, they got a phone that's tracking well, everything okay. they do. Here, here's the last metaphor. As a as a products liability trial attorney, which I did for many, many years, we we would learn about you know putting warning labels on devices. But there comes a point at which the right we talked about this. There's comes a point at which the warning label is ridiculous. Because Andrew's got some clients that he's dealing with there that are, are trying to make like terms of service and you know, instantly for companies, you put one label on it's good. It's two labels, three. By the time the product is littered with every possible label to cover everything, it's useless because people glaze over. That's what's happening on a European website. I got my cookie law banner. Then I've got my terms of service. Then I got my privacy policy. Then I've got my, like, we got to remove it for GDPR. And by the time you're done as a site owner, it's like, fuck's sake. So I'm saying it would be brilliant if there was one way you go to a website, you say, I agree that whatever I'm doing here, you're tracking me, tagging me, marketing to me and everything, and just let's get on with it.
0: Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sitting with that conversation was at uh, Termageddon HQ, which is where I'm sitting in the TARDIS room. Um, yes. And, and actually, here, I've, been going, into, I've, been, going, through, I've been going into this quite a lot because I've been staying with the Termageddon guys at Hanson Donata. for... Uh, this was unscheduled to stay here this day. I just missed a flight. Um, but, you know... We, we were at R3, and then I stayed for five days here. And we're talking, you know, f- about life in general, but also about business and 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 seeing how Termageddon run and the complexities around getting privacy policies, cookie laws, everything for, that is not generic, that that can be specifically for a website. And what Spencer's saying is, is that the, the poor website owners that have only got the maximum two grand budget they're just overwhelmed by all this and whatever we are as of now my life now everybody every marketing company in the world that wants to know about me knows everything about me as a demographic it's that simple um and i'm 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 getting tired and bored of these kind of articles about privacy and what what it matters we have no privacy guys if you have a mobile phone you have no privacy if you have a tax number you have no privacy it's that simple so you know get over it press the unsubscribe button if you don't want to accept the cookies don't accept the cookies and and visit any other website that you want to do you know we 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 need to control it to the degree of that it doesn't go down to my actual name, my age, my illnesses, and everything like that. And I, I agree with HIPAA. But the point is, is general tracking, general advertising, so what? You know, if I'm going to get marketed to... And it's the disadvantage of the site every owner.
3: That's the difference. Like right now, exactly. Chris Coyer has to decide whether to pay his bills because he turns off all the tools that give him even basic knowledge, whereas... Facebook isn't so precious. They get all the data. Google gets the data. My television gets the da- Why shouldn't the site owner, who has to deal with all the warnings and the contact of the person, get none of the benefits? I get it. Where, yeah. Whereas the other people are taking it regardless.
1: Yeah, well, especially in Europe, and I, I come to the conclusion that most of this is just for show. It's kind of theater.
0: A lot of penalty it? threat. Well, it is Amazon and Facebook's fault that we've had to go through this rubbish, you know. But we've always had, in the UK, we've always had GDPR in some kind of version. You know, one of the things is is that if you if you want to know GDPR rules or the UK version of GDPR, you go to the um, IOC website, oh. I think it is, and you, or ICO.org website, and it is in plain English what you have to do. I mm. want oh, to Europe, point... You can't, yeah. It's like, and, and America... It's it's a total shit show,
1: you know. Yeah, I want to point out to the panel. I've gone to Amazon reeducational school, or um, if you look at my latest twitters, I just want to say, Amazon, you're a great company. You really look after your employees like queens and kings, which they are. You know, your working conditions are fantastic, and your boss. He's a true humanity individual that really, really is compassionate and and gives everything he, you know, to society and he shows that he really cares. So um, I think the re education's gone really well, hasn't it? So there we are. Uh, um, So, (laughs) on to our recommendations of the week. well, funny enough, uh, we we're talking about, um, you know, I think you need, not all the time, but especially when you're traveling, you need a good VPN. And uh, I was looking at one. And um, if you're based in America and um, you do need a good VPN, I think, you definitely need one outside the US, because if you purchase a VPN that's based in the US, you're, you're wasting your time. Um and choosing a VPN partner in a country that has good legal basis um, is important. So I chose Proton VPN because they're based in Switzerland mm-hmm. and their um their code is open source and they're transparent and have transparent technology. So I recommend those um, if you want a good quality. They do offer a really good free product, but I bought um, a paid version because um, I think it had more functionality. And I think I use it when I'm in public hotspots because I've been hacked a couple of times and I learned my lesson. Um, So, Spencer, have you got a recommendation for the tribe?
3: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to put it in here, Spencer. Um, I did a a quick video this week. I posted it for a product called Yay Currency, which is one of several plugins from um, this development group that I really think is doing neat stuff. It essentially allows you, if you sell internationally, like your clients could be in any country, to allow them to see your WooCommerce products and checkouts in their native currency. But it also has a feature with their very inexpensive Pro version that allows that to draw the current daily exchange rate. So, for example, I have a lot of customers in Israel or Great Britain. They basically see my products and services on WooCommerce in their native price at today's exchange rate. Really freaking amazing plugin. Like, I was able to set it up with zero reading of the instructions, which to me is, you know, my normal trial. But the free version does almost everything the paid one does, so you can just play with it. I did a video. That's why I'm pointing over to the Launch Club because the video shows the highlights of how you just set it up and get it going. I talked to them about the fact that their videos are being done by somebody who does not speak English as a native language. And I said, that's not helping you out because the products are amazing. But the video... The video I couldn't understand a single word what was being said. A bit like me, really, but you know, a lot of Americans don't understand, which is very yeah, I mean, it actually quite beneficial because if they it really wasn't really like scouse, it was, it was like I don't know what the intonation was, but it was just the products are terrific and they're very responsive. I have had email conversations with them. So I would say Yay Commerce is something for even a normal WordPress site to check out if you have anybody out of your country who's buying your stuff. Right. So, Andrew,
1: have you got a rep it's, Representation.
0: Well, I've got them. I've got three because I've been stuck. I, I was I came into this country for four days, and I'm it's now my 17th day. Yeah, you I just that.
1: can't get out. Can I you know I just can't you get might out? Have but, to come um, bit, you I might to, have to stay with me. I, I was kidnapped
0: yeah. a couple of times, went up to Tampa, Nashville, Chicago, you know, and whatever. But I really want to say thanks and you know give kudos to the people that run wplaunchify.com, that's Spencer, uh, Termageddon.com, that's Hans and Donata, and FocusWP.co and because these guys, and, and obviously gridpain.com as well, because these guys took the time and trouble to look after me very, very well in the States, and I, I very much appreciate them, and you'll appreciate them. I appreciate them as individuals, and I appreciate them as as, as in- entrepreneurs, and I appreciate them as people that want to help people in the WordPress community. So that, those are my recommendations for this week. Oh. I'm just a, a, a public thank you to all of them for helping me get through this 17 days. Yeah. There you are, in a kind of alcoholic.
1: Yeah, you're like Tom
3: Hanks in the movie uh, um, where you're stuck in the airport.
1: Yeah, you never yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Could I, be spent, worse. I spent three, two, almost three days, eight years ago in Chicago Airport, Spencer. When? Christmas time, eight years ago.
3: Oh, um, yeah, um, but you didn't re- look me up then. I knew you then, but you didn't look me up then.
1: I, I couldn't afford it because you probably charged me your three hundred an hour. There we go. Uh, um so um uh, John, um uh,
4: got any recommendations? I do. About? It's a site called lunchdebtsbs dot org or lunch debts rbs. Uh this is a donation site to help pay down lunch uh debts, which is it's just a dystopian uh, phrase to begin with, uh, you know, kids in school, uh, you know, uh, punished for lunch debt, humiliated uh, by these schools. It's just, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous. Man. No, it's really. It's I'm really, not laughing because it's he, funny. I'm laughing. He, he's because... speaking the truth. Like
3: seriously, yeah. there was just a video I saw yesterday about the school cops tackling a little 11 year old black girl because she she took a milk carton. I mean, the, the school yeah. shame them English. or they get them arrested. It's ridiculous. Like, it's freaking school.
4: 1312, my friend. Anyway, uh, this site, uh, lunch debts BS.org. Lunch debts. Oh, this is run by uh, Brianna Bond, who's been a long-time member of the WordPress community. All this money goes down uh, to paying down lunch debts. So, worthy, worthy cause. Jason sure. Tucker is uh, actually, yeah, Jason Tucker is actually the guy that brought this to my attention, so, yeah. Oh, we'll have
1: have yep, yep. The, we, I have to have Jason on the, I have to invite Jason back on the show, we haven't spoken should, for a while. Yeah. Uh, um, But make sure it's in Slack, John.
4: Make I put it, sure it oh, okay, I'll put it
1: in Slack, yeah. Just put it in Slack, because I've got to promote that, that's... It's not funny, really, but it's just my dark English humour. So, there we go. Well, I call it humour. I think a lot of the panel would call it something else, but there we go. uh, um, Panel, um, thank you. It's been a great show. Thanks, Tribe, for listening. We will be back next week with another great panel. I think it's been a great show. We'll see you soon, panel.
3: Bye. See (laughs) you. Thanks, Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.